there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. I am Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. How are you, couple of gents? Well, thank you. All Thanks right. For asking. Been under the weather today, but I'm doing all right. Smash down that Powerade. Smash down some Powerade because I felt like I was missing purple four ions. Mm, mm. I said that about you the other day. Yeah. Oh, Salty looks like he's missing some purple ions. Yeah. It's a massive amount of flailing going on as they all try to work out a way to segue into today's topic. I wasn't trying to do that. The only thing to I'm do happy is, to say it. The only thing to do is to smash through. Okay. And say, uh, we're going to talk about Sandy Hook today. Yep. I'd been reluctant to do. We joke around a bit. Mm. But uh, I thought it's going to be tough to come up with some jokes about like a bunch of dead kids. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't actively trying to come up with I'm jokes. Pop it in our comedy chops. <laughs> then we're going to be able to pull some tasteful jokes about dead kids out. Yeah, right. Okay, I didn't realise that's why you were reluctant because you were wanting to write jokes about yeah. it. No. That's why right. till the gear was nicely honed. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is it does – um, it's a tough one because uh, it's very unfunny. Uh than a lot of these are. Yeah, we've dealt with things that where a lot of people have died before, and but it's I think it's worse because it's little kids. Yeah, but, but like the I'm not trying. I'm not like oh, how are we going to make jokes about this? But the thing is, it does um, it underpins like a huge amount of uh, conspiratorial thinking at the moment. Am I right in saying this is where crisis actors first sort of started getting their run? I think you are right. So yeah. I looked up the Google trends mm-hmm. for crisis actors. So you can see when people started Googling crisis actors. Mm. And so this shooting happened in mid-December 2012 and you see a massive spike in January 2013 mm. searching for crisis actors. You see it's – and before that, you know, from a little bit here mm. and there, I think probably people just Googling – like they've seen a Craigslist ad mm. for Crosses Actors. Because before it became a conspiracy thing, it was just a, a job thing. Yeah. <laughs> where you could, like a law enforcement agency or whatever would run mm. a scenario and they would get actors in. Yeah. 
So there's, it's not like there was nothing before mm. and it's not like the term came out of nowhere. But yeah, January 2013, you see that huge spike. So I remember reading about, uh, I read a book about games and their place in culture one time mm. and about their place in advancing technology and, and military and all that kind of a thing. And they were talking about the war games they play in the desert somewhere yeah. where they get a whole bunch of actors to play like pretty much whole towns worth of um, live drills. Mm. It's fascinating. Uh, and I think yeah, a lot of people get them conflated as well yeah. with, you know, look at these, they've got whole towns of people getting ready to, to just move yeah. in and do it. Uh, it was interesting looking at the Google Trends because you can see then the other spikes. So because you sort of get the impression like every time something happens where you can see on YouTube false flag, false flag, false flag comes up. Yeah. Uh, but there's only been a few really big ones. Mm. So after Sandy Hook, which was the first one, in April 2013 there was the Boston bombing. Yes. So there was a spike for the term crisis actor there. Yeah. Then uh, it's pretty much quiet for over a year until November 2015 when there was the uh, tax in Paris oh, yeah. at the Bataclan Club. Yep. Uh, then June 2016 there was the Pulse nightclub shooting. Mm-hmm. And then uh, October 2017, the Las Vegas shooting. Mm. Which we'll be talking about after this. Yeah. So basically... I. I I'm going to admit I didn't look at the story of this too closely. Yeah. I just looked at what was being claimed. Do you know the story that well enough to to retell it? Yeah. So uh, the perpetrator was a 20-year-old guy called Adam Lanza. Uh, He had, I don't know, a bit of a – he'd had a bit of a rough rough trot in life. Mm. Uh, He was – he'd been diagnosed with autism or Asperger's. He had OCD. Mm. He had um, like an eating disorder. Uh, he struggled in when he got to high school. So he went to Sandy Hook uh, Elementary School mm. as a young person. Then uh, he graduated to high school and he couldn't um, hack it in the sense that uh, his uh, autism or his difficulty processing uh, stimuli was seemed to be getting in the way quite a bit. He really struggled. So he got taken out of school. Didn't really get homeschooled though. Uh, there's a big report that uh, I think the Office of the Children's Advocate uh, put out mm. into his childhood. And, yeah, it seems like uh, a few balls were dropped along the way. There were times where he was doing things like writing very violent imagery sort of uh, school projects where it's clear from uh, like it's been so – the teacher's seen it and has shown it to someone else. Mm. Like it didn't go unnoticed mm. but then it wasn't acted upon at all. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, he's sort of – he's taken out of the school system – and there's a lot of back and forth with uh, his mom. His uh, parents are divorced by this point. Uh, his mum is very reluctant to put him back in school, but also for him to get uh, like medicated. Mm. He doesn't like the medication at all. He's briefly on antidepressants and uh, he has a 
bad reaction to it, which might have been completely psychosomatic. He mm. says that it, he can't move his arms. Right. And the doc, when she talks, when his mum talks to the doctor about it, she, he says, look, that's not a symptom. Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> not, that's not a <laughs> real side effect. That's not a side effect of this drug. Why don't we just try it out? And she's like, no. Mm. Uh, at some point he becomes obsessed with mass shootings, mm-hmm. which is, it's, it's weird because one of the reasons people say that uh, there are conspiracies around this is because it's like so nonsensical. There's you can't put any, you can't ascribe any meaning to it. You can't understand why he did this. I was like, well, it seems fairly clear. Yeah. Why he was obsessed with mass shootings. He had access to guns. Uh, it looks. It seems very likely that he had an under another undiagnosed mental illness. He might have been schizophrenic. Mm. That just went unnoticed because it was sort of hidden behind uh, his other stuff. Yeah. Uh, towards the end, uh, he wasn't really talking to anyone. Communicated with his mum, who he lived with via email. Right. He yeah. had a friend, like one friend at some stage, right? Who they had a falling out about, but him and that guy were always into talking about serial killers and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, he there's a few usernames that people found of his online. So you can see he edited a few Wikipedia pages about mass shootings. Mm. Uh, he was on a forum about Columbine mm. uh, where he posted. Uh, there's supposedly a radio interview uh, on like a community radio show. I think it was called Radio Anarchy or something. Yeah. Where he – it's believed to be him calling in, talking about a uh, like a university shooter and comparing it to like a monkey that it uh, – do you remember the the chimpanzee that like attacked a woman? Mm. Yeah. Ripped um, her face off and yeah, stuff. Yeah. He, was, he sort of compared that to the idea of uh, someone doing a mass shooting – saying it was just sort of a, the primal nature yeah, of okay. people. Yeah. So that's sort of an idea. If that was him, uh, it's not clear whether it was him, but uh, he did post on the Columbine forum that he was going to call that radio show about that. Okay, <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, that sort of gives you an idea of where his headspace was. So one day, I think December 14, mm. 2012, mm. he murders his mother and believe that the trigger might have been that she was going to move them to a different area. Mm. Uh, he then goes to his old primary school and murders, I think, 20 children. 20 kids, yeah. And six and, and six teachers. teachers. And uh, that's what they want you to think anyway. So the... And then he kills himself. The conspiracies around this, the main one is... Well, the big one is that it didn't happen and, and the town doesn't exist or the school didn't, didn't exist. Mm, the school had been closed for five years or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But there was a lot of – what I found was a lot of backtracking on that from you like to see Alex Jones and, and sort of his little clan. Well, there has to be because – But even even kind of before – like uh, in like 2014 I saw an interview with someone. Mm. It wasn't Alex Jones but it was part of the – it was that Paul Joseph Watson guy. Yeah. And he was just saying, you know, it definitely happened. Like I'm not saying there was crisis actors. Yeah. But we need answers to all these other things. Mm. So I guess my sort of question is what, like there's no real narrative from the conspiracy theorists. Yeah. But I could find other than it just didn't happen because what are they claiming then? So, yeah, there's the, the thing is if you're saying, all right, so the school wasn't a real school. Mm. So then the whole town's in on it. Yeah. So then the te- does that mean the town's not a real town? 
Yeah. That means the people from the next town over are in on it too. Well, I've had... Well, they might have shipped them in like they shipped all the crisis actors in from Singapore or whatever for the Burke Street thing. Yeah. Well, I've I've had um, people, like you see people claiming that a lot of the families involved moved there like the year before or whatever. Mm. So they all kind of moved in and then the school was created and then... But the school had been there for years. Yeah, yeah. He went to the school 10 years before this happened. So the school was closed down and then suddenly it kept on going for this thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. And I saw Alex Jones talking about the whole school closure thing and his whole proof was pointing out like the Wayback Machine on the internet. And between this year and this year, there was no traffic traffic recorded by the Wayback Machine. It's funny because he said it so authoritatively that we've seen, you know, we've got absolute evidence that the school didn't exist from this period. Yeah. There's no way a school would have no traffic and, between. And yeah, here, here, here it is. Yeah. It's like that's that's nothing. That's and I, what it, it was kind of interesting. What he does is he says he's got absolute evidence. And he says, you know, this is just one bit of the evidence we've got and shows it. But then he never claims anything else. So he just says it so confidently, and then you're like, yeah, that's a ridiculous thing. So yeah. that video was. Um, was that the one that was attention mainstream fake news? Um, it was my final yeah. say on so that, Sandy Hook. That was in the wake of like Trump being elected and, and him getting a lot of um, flack. Yeah. yeah, that was his kind of I'm backing away from it video, but not really. But I am. But uh, so at at the start he says this isn't for fake news media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which so I don't know why you watched it because you're fake news media. Well, yeah, but you know, um, but that's why I, want, I wanted to see what he's telling. To the truth, people. And he said, um, like as he said, I've never claimed that there was no, you know, never claimed it was actors, never claimed it didn't happen. I'm not, you know. Uh, I have a couple of quotes here of him <laughs> saying, it definitely happened. <laughs> uh, it definitely didn't happen. Uh, I couldn't believe it at first. I knew they had actors there clearly, and it shows how bold they are. They, they clearly use actors. They even ended up using photos of kids killed in mass shootings. He definitely said that they... Mm. But then at the end of that video, he goes, look, I feel such empathy and sorrow for people who have lost their kids either in beatings or stabbings or drownings or stranglings. And he lists all these ways that you can kill kids and he feels really bad for anyone who's lost them that way. Yeah. And I'm, you but know, not shootings? Well, he doesn't say shootings at all. But then he says, you know, and if anyone lost their children at this thing, uh, you know, I feel really sorry for it, for them. And, you know, and I've never claimed anything but... I've watched soap operas. Yeah. And I, I know when I see actors, it's like, don't say, you, don't <laughs> do a 20 minute backtrack video and then at the end just fucking turn around. He, yeah, he still really wants to claim that it doesn't happen. Yeah. It, it's so obvious because why else would you be questioning anything else from it? Like, because all, all the other things that he questions, um, you know, like the, so there's an email that apparently was sent to the anti gun lobby. Um, so Michael Bloomberg has – sorry, from the anti-gun lobby. Michael Bloomberg has an anti-gun group mm. and apparently they sent an email the day before. But he showed up – like his evidence of that was a, a screenshot of an InfoWars article. Yeah. And the first thing, the only thing you could see in that InfoWars article was a quote about it, about like you know gun control or whatever, from 2009. Yeah. So how was that evidence of an email the day before? And knowing his tech savvy, it was probably a printout of. Oh, a, I think it was a printout. A photo of a printout <laughs> of an Infowars article. Uh, he um, has the problem with the pixelation, or the so did you see the CNN on the reporter? Dude's nose. Yeah, so the Anderson Cooper, the CNN reporter, 
he turned during an interview and there's like a white pillar behind him. Mm. So you can see the camera loses white balance for a second yeah. and f- part of his nose disappears and gets blended in with the camera. It's clearly green screen yeah. according to, to Jonesy. And then he shows this other clip from the Gulf War where it's two CNN reporters. And he's like, you know, we know that they use it. They did it in the Gulf War. Here is, here is the example. Oh, uh, where they throw the gas mask on. Yeah, yeah. And, stuff? and that looks really That's fake. That's bad. <laughs> um, like it is the fakest thing you've ever seen. But Why has one of them got a gas mask and yeah. one of them's got a helmet? It's like we've got enough for one person. You guys have to decide who, who dies of gas and who gets head trauma. Um, if you look up fake CNN Gulf War uh, – but I've actually looked at like some verification of that, and I think they were actually where they said they were. Right. Yeah. But I think they, they were just, just ill prepared for a gas attack <laughs> or a mortar attack. They, they, they were just being a dr- bit dramatic. And what happened? So during that that stage of the war, a lot of the press crews were filming around the, the swimming pool at this big hotel, and it's got big blue walls behind it. And so when it was lit up. And there's like pot plants, you know, like well manicured yeah. plants. It looks like a dodgy. It looks like screen. a dodgy studio. <laughs> like it couldn't look like a dodgy studio. But then, like one of the comments that I saw trying to debunk that one, they're like, "This person said, oh, look, they've got this kind of tree and this plant. No one would plant them that close to each other.' Oh, really? Come yeah, on. Maybe the swimming pool. <laughs> yeah. The um, I, I did watch a video that was like all of the main, all of the main conspiracy points debunked. About mm. Sandy Hook, and it had the the blue screen nose disappearing thing that just said, "Everyone who shows that is showing like a really bad, artifacted quality thing of it." But when you look at like a high quality one of it, it's fine. And they they put a clip of it, and it just there's nothing happens. The other one that that could I kept on coming up and he mentions it, and that one is there's no surveillance footage. Yeah, and the one they always say is we got surveillance footage of Sandy Hook. Oh, sorry, of Columbine. How come we didn't get surveillance footage of that? Um, do you guys know how the Columbine? footage came about no so uh, it originates from a training video by a fire department uh where like they requested the footage to put together to to do some training but then like one of the someone edited it and put music and stuff to it and then it got leaked around yeah and when the parents or the families heard about it i think some people wanted it released so they went to court and ended up getting released that way so it wasn't like the police you know, the couple of weeks after said, here's the footage going yeah. everywhere. It was actually Enjoy. kind of a roundabout way. Um, and again, that, that comes up with the next one we're talking about. Like everyone's so keen for this footage to get out there and that's going to prove it. But And Columbine's always the one they use. Mm. But yeah, it wasn't as cut and dry. It's weird that in most cases, like criminal cases, they don't release footage of people being murdered. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So you'll, note, you'll note we still haven't seen any footage of that car going down Burke Street either. Oh. Heaps and heaps and heaps of the conspiracy around Sandy Hook is all based on trying to pick apart inconsistencies from like the first couple of hours mm. of reporting or like things that happened, think just things that happened mm. that um, don't were irrelevant to mm. uh, the case. So uh, there were, I think there were like four people were arrested. At Sandy Hook. Yeah. Uh, there was like a dad that was running around the school trying to find his kid. Uh, he was actually in the woods but he worked nearby and he was like running He was running through the woods mm. to get there because he heard the shots and everything. Yeah. And it's here's like, the thing, police in like a high stress situation, good on them. Like <laughs> here's a guy looking kind of erratic. Maybe yeah. he's got something to do with this. Just detain he was him. also wearing camo gear at the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just detain people. It's not like. Yeah. There was also there was like some guy was um while the, while it's all happening, uh, people are listening to like police scanners, and they hear this other guy getting picked up, 
and like they're reading, they read out his like license details over the thing, and they're like, "What happened to that guy?" And it was a guy in another town. Right. It's just on the same frequency. Yeah. It just happened happened to be happening at the same time. <laughs> um. There's all, and I mean, there's always stuff like until they have established it, there's a single shooter. Yeah. They determine whether there's more than one shooter. So there's chatter on the radio where they're trying to work out if there's more than one person. Uh, there was a whole big thing about um, uh, the police initially identified Adam Lanza as his uh, older brother, Ryan Lanza, mm. because he took his brother's ID with him mm. when he went to do it. It's mm. a bit of a dick move. So, um, well, I think he said because he had his brother's ID, like his brother said, yeah, I gave it to him years ago or whatever. Yeah. And his brother hadn't seen him in years. Yeah. But it's like they're like this is they point to it and they're like, you know, all right, the media gets things wrong at first. But are you saying the police get things wrong at first? It's like, yeah. Yeah. They do. And it's like there was a deliberate attempt to obscure things here. Yeah. Also, you either think that the police don't get things wrong, Mm. but by that token, they're in on it. So, like, it's a weird trust they have in the police where they wouldn't get it wrong. You know, why would they say that? But then they're definitely involved in the cover-up. Yeah. So so you trust them in that situation, but you don't trust them enough that they're not going to cover up. Well, they're not involved in the cover-up. They're they're actively involved in perpetrating this. Right. So, the like, the thing about why there would be conspiracy theories around this, like, we Mm. talked before about trying to make sense out of chaos, Mm. trying to describe some order, because... The, the the idea on the sort of face of it, it's like, oh, it does seem a little bit nonsensical. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Why did he go to the school? Mm. Um, and even like if you – let's say he's schizophrenic, he's – something's triggered him and he's gone and he's, you know, he's already obsessed with killing sprees. He has access to way too much – too many guns for mm. someone who's obsessed with killing sprees mm. and has some sort of undiagnosed mental illness. It's just a recipe for disaster. Why has he gone there? Why has he gone to the school? Even that doesn't make much sense. But then it's like, oh, maybe because it's the last sort of place where he felt like mm. he belonged. Mm. And he was taken away from that. I did see somewhere that he wanted to go to a school because it would be he was obsessed with mass murder and he wanted to get best best number and he figured a school was the best chance. Yeah. I yeah, I did see someone say, look, because uh, but people were also like, how how's some autistic kid with no combat training supposed to have done this? It's like, well, they're children. Mm. They were mm. very easy targets. Mm. And that could have been what he was thinking. They're easy targets. Uh apparently uh one of the teachers reported him saying something like, uh look at them or look at that, like, talking to himself as he was walking through the hallways. Right. So there may have been something else going on. There yeah, might have been yeah. another layer of reality as far as he was concerned. Yeah. Um. So it's sort of like there's a bit where you're like, why? But just trust that he had some sort of twist of logic. Yeah. So then you've got a – but a, I'm, I can understand people not being able to get on board with that and they're like – I need to ascribe this extra bit of order to this mm. and say it was the government as part of a plan to take out guns. Mm-hmm. I think that's been very generous to the people coming up with these theories. Yeah. I think that for some of these ideological warriors like Alex Jones and some of these other guys, 
where it sort of started because it started on like right wing blogs. Mm. I think that they saw this. They saw that there was a bunch of kids that had gone shot, and they're like, "This is too far." Mm. Like, there's no way they're not going to take our guns. Mm. We need to get out in front of this, and we need to put out this story. Mm. We need to we need to get enough out, enough uh, uncertainty and doubt out there that people won't buy the gun control narrative that something needs to be done. Yeah. And it sort of was a bit unnecessary because this was, it wasn't too far apparently. No. So one of the, and one of the most toxic things come out of that was endless studying of the parents and things like that mm. where starting to, to look for inconsistencies with the parents' stories that they didn't exist yeah. and like studying video footage. One of them, the family went to meet Barack Obama and they – the sister was wearing a similar dress to. Oh, I think she was wearing. It was the, was sister, the same dress. Yeah, it was the sister of one of the girls that was killed. Yeah, and she was wearing her sister's dress. Yeah. So there's a like a family photo that they'd released of the deceased girl. Yeah. Wearing that dress, mm. and now her, her sister's up there, who you know looks very similar to her, with Obama wearing the same dress. Yeah. And they they look at that and they're like, oh, you know, they've stuffed it up. Yeah. It's like <laughs> they've really? taken the wrong girl with them. <laughs> and. Yes, and that's where all the crisis actor stuff comes into it with, you know, families or, or parents giving an interview and they're, they're having a chuckle beforehand mm. and then they... That one guy, yeah. he's like, <laughs> then he gets up to the mic and he kind of, and he like really sort of... But like people laugh to protect themselves. Yeah. So... When you're in shit situations, sometimes you have to laugh. Yeah. If anytime you, someone dies that's close to you, it's not like you don't laugh ever again or a yeah. week. You still have a chuckle at some point. Yeah. Like it's there's also there's some of them where they're laughing because they're recalling like a happy moment. Yeah. Mm. And then And then they're about to step up to a mic and make a big fucking profound statement about oh no, something horrible. There's one in the interview, I think is that one you're referring to where they, mm. they're laughing on a CNN interview, but it's always shown silently. Mm. Right. So it's like look at them laughing. But when you hear what they're saying, they're like, you know, oh, she used to really like these things and they're yeah. laughing about the memory of mm. There's a real dishonest element to yeah. a lot of the, at least the stuff that started it off. I'm sure eventually like some of these cooked people jumping onto it and like some of the cooked people who for everything is a false flag. Yeah. I'm sure they believe it. But definitely I think a lot of the people that started that, that those theories were doing it very dishonestly and with, you know, malicious intent. Um, so one of the guys, this is going to come up for you guys, uh, Wolfgang Helbig. See the guy that talked about the bananas? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> his issue was, um, he's kind of been a leader. He had, he had a website, I can't remember what it was called. It's been taken down now. But it was yeah. like Sandy Hill Justice or something. Yeah. He had an issue with bananas being taken to the school, uh, beforehand. Why? They're, they're bananas. Why would everyone anyone take bananas? Yeah, it was like after it happened, someone went and got food for everyone who was at, responding to it. Yeah. And they got bananas. Yeah. You know how long it takes people to pick bananas in the supermarket? Why would they go get bananas? What? Yeah. And um, they didn't eat lunch outside. They were, took the lunch into the school where there was all brain matter and blood splatter everywhere. Why would you eat lunch inside a crime scene? Which I don't think happened either. No. Like he just kept on making things up. Um, and I saw someone. So he had a website that was like uh, all they have to do is answer 16 simple questions. That was kind of the premise to his website. Yeah. 
<clears throat> and I and his website's been taken down, and I found out why. It's basically because <clears throat> people have like doxed him and or not doxed him, but found his family and started emailing him and his family like, he's a fucking idiot. You should get rid of him. Yeah. You stop harassing and pretending. You know that this horrible tragedy didn't happen. Mm. So he's taken his website down um, and had a little bit of a cry about it. Uh, but you know, I feel like he's brought that on himself and his family. Yeah, pretty much. Do um, you have his sixteen questions? Oh uh, yeah, so I found his sixteen questions, and someone had debunked them all, and they were terrible questions. The dude, like, so he um, he's launched over the years several school safety cons- uh, consultancies. I think he was a teacher at some point, okay. and then he went into the uh, military in some way, and then got injured. But the questions, the, the I saw them repost on a blog, and they were terribly worded. Like they didn't even make sense. And the person writing the blog, like, just dismantled them with like. You know, it would be like, why did this happen? And so, well, it's written in the report what happened, and it's not the way you're asking it. Hmm. Um, but one of the th- one of the things in his profile uh, that I found about him was he wrote a movie uh, in which four of the founding fathers to travel to 2018 and discover a secret government program also invi- involving time travel. Uh, he tweeted at Jimmy Fallon, "I'm a nobody with a great idea." So he wanted Jimmy Fallon to pick up his movie. Yeah, right. never happened. And then he moved into spin, spending a considerable time, amount of time online um, about an alleged cover-up involving a Photoshop version of President Obama's college ID. Right. So yeah, um, he's kind of Alex Jones's go-to on this whole thing. I'm interested in his movie about time traveling founding fathers. Yeah. Well, if Jimmy Fallon knew a good idea when he saw it. Yeah. Yeah. So the the founding fathers have a time machine. Yeah. So did they, the, but did that end up back in their time because they made it in 2018? Not clear. It's not clear from the sentence that I've got in front of me. <sighs> a lot of questions. He's got to rejig his pitch, I think. Another uh, major f- player in this is a guy called James Tracy. Yes. He seems to be, I think he's where the crisis, some of the, a lot of the crisis actor stuff yeah, comes from. Yeah, I, I think from my reading he was the first guy to draw the dots between the crisis actors existing and then people not being comfortable with or thinking the parents were lying. I saw he had a blog post out on like January 1st, 2013. Where Enjoy the new year, buddy. It's like um, he'd done all this research. He'd done things like uh, he'd cross-referenced, uh, he'd look, looked in the phone book for the family names. He's like a lot of them aren't in the phone book. They've got unlisted numbers or they live outside of the town. Mm. It's like, all right, there you go. Yep, <laughs> you, cr- you cracked the case ticket. <laughs> maybe that should. Maybe you should have stopped there instead of uh, spending the next few years harassing the family members of deceased children. Yeah, and then eventually uh, losing your job over it. As a itself a conspiracy, apparently. As Alex Jones says, you know they're being attacked by the mainstream media over this one. And whenever they attack them, you know that you're onto something. So I think losing his job is probably. Evidence that he was onto something. I also saw I saw this, but I um couldn't find any uh, like video of her doing it. Uh, Orly Tates, who was massively one of the main birthers mm. for Obama, with Obama's birth certificate. Mm. Uh, apparently, she made some sort of comment that uh, something seemed off, but I couldn't see. There's not any. No one really mainstream mm. said anything about it. One of the other theories is that uh, Israel was behind the whole thing. If you can believe it. Wait, so you're saying the Zionist Jews yeah. have got a plan to take over the world? 
So this was a this was published on like Iranian TV. It's like some random Holocaust denier guy. Yeah. It's like you, you when it's the, the, the Holocaust denier hour. When it's like some guy that uh like when it's someone who's like yes, Sandy Hook was fake. They're like, oh, it's an academic. It's this guy, this academic. And they'd like if it's anyone else, they're like, yeah, it's this Holocaust denier <laughs> on Iranian state TV said that it was like a Mossad squad. Yeah, okay. Gone in. But again, to what end? The um. Well, I mean, I don't understand how Alex Jones can like look at it now, five years on, mm. and be like, it was to take our guns away. Because yeah. they didn't take their guns away. No. It didn't result in any meaningful legislation. He passed some executive orders, uh, sort of like dialing back, I think, how many drums of ammo you could have in a assault rifle or something. <laughs> yeah. There was a couple of states that sort of tightened up gun restrictions a bit. Yeah. And then there was a couple of states that in response loosened up gun restrictions. Yeah, because they – just to, to trigger the lefties, right? Yeah. Um, but if we all had guns – Someone could have done something about it. If the kids had guns. The kids had, had guns. guns. I, and I saw that argument. People saying if the teachers had guns, they could have put them down. Um, I, I saw a, a clip. That, that was like the NRA's thing though. Yeah, they that's like, their stance on all of these. They were like, we need to have a, a nationwide system where all teachers are armed. Mm. It's like that's just madness. Yep. Have you seen that study they did where they got some average Joe citizens and gave them a fake handgun? and sat them in a university theatre and basically said at some point during this thing some people are going to bust in with machine guns and shoot everyone in the room and you've got a gun so you should be out by this logic you should be able to take care of the situation mm. and they got people who had never handled guns before to people who had actually had some serious firearm training and not one of them reacted in the way they should have or did anything <laughs> to, to save the day. They all fumbled trying to get the gun out of their <laughs> pants and even the guy who like thought he was a fucking master marksman when the heavily armed dudes kicked the door in and just started like paintballing everyone in the room, he was just like, ugh, ugh. And he, he like shot someone, would have shot someone in front of him and it was just like fucking chaos. Like friendly fire and like in, in shootouts even with police, yeah. uh, let alone, you know, military and stuff with his loads more. But, you know, the couple of guns in the mix, friendly fire is a common thing with police. Yeah. Cool. After the Aurora uh, cinema shooting, mm. uh, which also there's a small connection to Sandy Hook in conspiracy terms. Mm. Uh, the father of the Aurora shooter was uh, involved in finance somehow and there was a theory that he, the father was about to like testify about LIBOR, which I can't remember what it stands for. Uh, so LIBOR was the big banking scandal, yeah. which I think we should look into. That's probably going to be really boring because I think it's actually a conspiracy theory that's true. But also involving like banks. The... Um, the father of Adam Lanza is involved in finance too Ooh. somehow. But it's just like a lot of people are involved in finance. It's and also there's not, not a reason to kill a bunch of kids. Yeah. Um, or if it was to – I think the idea is it's just they set them up as patsies. Yeah. It was to send a message. It was a very um, confused message. Yeah. But the thing about um the Aurora nightclub – Sorry, the Aurora cinema shooting as it relates to what you guys were just talking about. I remember hearing a guy getting interviewed on the radio 
uh, after Aurora and the NRA put on a screening of uh, The Dark Knight or whatever the, that movie was in New York City, uh, like a all-gun carriers mm. screening. And, it's, you know, just to show, you could have a, a cinema screening full of people armed mm-hmm. and it'd be perfectly safe. Yep. And this guy uh, got invited along by his mate and he's sitting in the cinema and they're doing the fucking macabre little uh, skit down the front before the movie starts mm. where like uh, there's someone with a gun and uh, then someone in an Obama mask comes out to take it away and this guy being interviewed looks at the guy next to him who has his gun out and is like seems to be freaking out and he's got the safety off and clearly doesn't know what he's doing. And it's like, if that guy had done anything, if he'd like, even if he'd accidentally pulled the trigger, oh my God, what would then have happened? (laughs) Like the, the logic behind them saying, oh, well, if everyone had a gun, something like if a gunshot goes off, how do you know which person with a gun is the person you're supposed to shoot? And even if the, all right, let's say the first person sees the right person to shoot. I know this has been, Prosecuted a million times. Yeah. It's a stupid scenario, but it's yeah. so dumb. Yeah. Let's say the first person gets shoots the right person. The second person doesn't know which was the right person to shoot. As far as they know, the second person to shoot was the person who first shot. Yeah. And mm. then everyone's getting shot. Yeah. It's a red white dog situation. Yeah. Mm. Pretty fucking stupid stuff. The final thing I, I had was I was just watching clips, um, like compilation clips of all the weird uh, people, assumedly weird things, the families. Mm. I think this one was called Sandy Hook Bizarro. Mm. And this person was like, you know, every time someone would smile in an interview, it would be like an arrow smiling. And then it flashed up quickly an arrow to one of the mother's boobs out of nowhere. Right. And then away. And then the next late one, it had uh, one of the mothers come out. She was wearing like an athletic top or it was like a bright top. Mm. And the arrow came up and it had stripper shirt. I'm like, why why are you slut shaming this person? That's Mm. such a weird thing to say. Uh, so safe to say the person making these videos, they had like five different parts of them. It's pretty fucking cooked. Yeah. There was one guy who had a three, three, no, there was four. There was a woman who was at Sandy Hook who he had then found in three other videos of false flag things. He's like, look, there she is at Sandy Hook. Look, there she is at this train derailing. Look, there she is at the Boston bombing thing all talking to the camera and all of them. And it's like, it's clearly a different woman. Yeah. Yeah. She's similar. She's got a similar look to her, yeah. but like so do a lot of people. And I've seen some of those where they've taken stills of two videos and compared them to look these are the same people, and then you play the video a second either side, yeah. which they don't do. They just show the stills, and they're just completely different. So they're they're going through and picking moments where they look really similar, yeah. mm-hmm. and ignoring everything else. You know, all the hours of footage where they don't. Yeah, because yeah, even in the even in the internal logic of it, like why would they? Why would this? Massive conspiracy that has fooled everyone else. Yeah. Why would they make such stupid mistakes? Yeah. Oh well, should we come back and talk a lot more shootings? Yeah. After a short break. Las Vegas. Uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yes. 
officially because there hasn't been much about this out there. No. So this is another one where I think this one I can see people wanting to fill the void of uh, understanding by no putting some ascribing meanings that aren't there mm. because there's so little information about why he's done this. Yeah. So I've been following Alex Jones since the start of this. Mm. It's been interesting watching him construct a narrative to this yeah. where he makes up information, reads it out and sort of says, you know, maybe, maybe this has happened. Yeah. And then like after he's said it repeatedly for like a week. Then it becomes. That's just the, the fact. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of interesting things. So his his main theme to this whole um, Las Vegas shooting, which I guess people don't know, 58 people shot from a window during a country music concert. I think 58 people killed. Killed, sorry. 500 people shot. Yeah. Um, we don't know much about the killer uh, other than he was 64 years old. Just Stephen, a bloke. Yep. Married bloke. Yeah, Stephen Paddock. Yeah. Had a Filipino wife. Yep. Uh, well, I did see one video that said... And we found out later his wife was Filipino, not that that matters. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? You're yeah. Saying? <laughs> he was apparently a gambler. Yeah, liked to gamble, um, made money in real estate, hmm. was an accountant. But he was an accountant for like Lockheed Martin right. for a while and a couple of other like the defence department as a, uh, under a contract. Yeah. And then, yeah, went into to real estate uh, and that's about all we really know about him. Oh, and his father was at one point on the FBI. Most sorry, that was a big pun. Yes, <laughs> maybe uh, he wasn't invited to be part of Tom DeLonge's project. Ah, it's like why did that other guy from Lockheed Martin get invited? <laughs> Alex Jones from the start has wanted to tie it to ISIS. Yeah, and Antifa. Yeah, so and he definitely had a lot of help on the first one. The ISIS. Well, yeah. ISIS came out and claimed yeah, the ISIS. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so his story was he got a message um, from someone in the hostage response team, Mm. HRT, and they said that there was Antifa and Islamic propaganda littering the room when they went in and and found his body everywhere. Mm. The next day he was saying the FBI sent him a message. Yeah. Took a couple of days for him to realise that he had got his story wrong and so now it's the FBI and the HRT. Hostage response team. Yeah. That – Basically, they know that he's working with Antifa and ISIS, who we know, I think we all know, are allied with the deep state yep. in the form of uh, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. So the DNC have funded this with the help of Antifa and ISIS. Yeah. Seems to have a very oh, Black, Black Lives Matter are involved as well. Yeah. Because they are allied, of course. He seems to have a very shaky understanding of what Antifa is. <laughs> he's a very shaky understanding of what everything is. Yeah. Um. His reasoning for why it's a left thing and why we know that mm. is because someone on Fox News said the country music fans are likely to be Trump fans. Mm. So he's targeted Trump fans. And we know that he's targeted Trump fans because it's a country music thing. Um, so, yeah, it's all wrapped up. Yeah. This one's really tricky because on top of everything else, from the very beginning there has been uh, – a concerted effort to spread disinformation. Yeah. Like it's weird. Anytime one of any of these things happen, you'll see there's like guaranteed a couple of things will happen. Number one, there's like some guy called Sam Hyde mm. who's like a YouTube uh, air quotes comedian uh, who there's like a meme to blame all of these things on him. Right. 
you'll see people posting pictures of uh, like people that are, are missing who are like YouTube celebrities mm. or sports people or are wanted. There's like, I think there's some uh, guy wanted for murder in Mexico. They put his photo up. It's just, it's just trolling. Mm. Just getting a kick out of getting our teas from normies. Yeah. Who don't, they're too dumb to realize that this is like some Z grade YouTube celebrity. This is not someone who's actually missing. Yeah. I think there's also a bit of a, Thing where they look down on the idea that anyone would actually try and use Twitter to find mm. or to, to put out that a loved one. Well, it's kind of that. Which, to be fair, it's not an effective method. Two points. Yeah. That's kind of the, the whole idea of 4chan and, and that kind of culture of mm. the internet is ours. Mm. It's not for normies to do normie shit. Yeah. Um, it's for us to just do lols. Yeah. Second one, um, when the earthquake happened in New Zealand mm. in Christchurch, you know, communication went down. Mm. Twitter was like the most effective way to keep track of things and people were, you know, using the hashtag, hey, my so-and-so's here, has anyone heard from them? And it, I saw people using it to great effect. So it does work. Yeah. doesn't work when people are shitting on it. No. Queensland mm. floods in 2011 as well. Twitter was really big mm. with people getting out of places and mm. rescuing animals was a big one on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Like horses and stuff. Yeah. All right, fine. So Cam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's that concern of it. There's also uh, like ideological stuff happening. So one of the things with uh, blaming Antifa is there's a fake Melbourne Antifa Facebook page, mm. which is just been set up by like some local neo-Nazis. And it's weird because it's mainly trolls, uh, other Melbourne Nazis <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> But they're doing it to troll mainstream media, like to get make Antifa look bad. Yeah, sort of. But uh, the main thing it does is like they'll post some thing where it's like a. This is part of a trend too of like alt right people setting up fake Antifa pages. Mm. So they'll post something where they're. It's like so like such a stupid satire, mm. and all of these guys get like angry about it. And it's like, well, that's really just wasting their energy. <laughs> <laughs> but like in in the states, there's been things where like they've uh, said, "Oh, we're going to have the we're going to tear down this Confederate statue." Yeah, uh, and then like a the far right page will respond to this fake yeah call to tear down the statue, but like we've got to get out there, and so it's sort of an effective way to get people out of these things. There was one I think in Boston where like they called they called the fake Antifa page called the thing to tear down the statue. They got some numbers. The far right got some numbers out there. There's no anti-far to be seen. I think the casualty at the end of the day was one of them shot themselves in the yeah. He shot the leg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's a metaphor for the whole thing, but yeah. <laughs> but they posted a this fake Melbourne anti-far page posted a thing like uh, oh congratulations to our comrade Stephen Paddock for yeah. taking out the Trump supporters and it got published in like the Daily Mail. Yeah, if, right. if you can believe it. Right, so they didn't do their their proper work or no. any investigation into this. Well, and they'd been sort of taken in by it before. So yeah. it's like <laughs> ISIS connection, the other justification that Alex Jones and a lot of other people are using for that is his wife, A, she's from the Philippines, which has a big Muslim population, and also the, we know that she's been to the Middle East. We've got photos proving it. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen those photos? She's on a holiday in Dubai. Yep, yep. <laughs> standing in front of the big sail. Thing, uh, one of them, she's on a camel. 
I did say I did say one thing where some alt right uh, woman was like she's been to Dubai, yeah, and then someone like pulled out a photo of that person in Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <clears throat> the the common sort of midway point for a, yeah. almost all international travel. I was in the Middle East like two three weeks ago. Yeah, I was yeah. the other day. Yeah, I um <laughs> I a couple of transgressions in Dubai. I got onto a fir- we got onto a first class carriage on the the train. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize. So we jumped, we realised it's too late, we jumped into the next carriage and I was standing there and I, I was getting funny looks. Why am I getting funny looks? This is weird. Mm-hmm. And then I looked around and everything was pink and then I looked around it was a woman's only carriage. Ah. So it turns out they have uh, woman's only carriages. So I had to like bail back to the carriage behind. Yeah. There's just this, you know, the, the paint stops is where you can, where men can be. And then like it got, got really crowded. I looked over and Emma had a nice seat in the woman part. She got a mint out of her bag. She took a drink of water. I'm just crammed in there. All yeah, right. So she didn't come out of solidarity with you. Nah, nah. No. I don't blame her. It's cut. She she had a good spot. Uh, anyway, slide aside. Yeah. But yeah, everyone can go to Dubai. Yeah. It's a pretty normal place to visit. Yeah. The, the other thing with the ISIS thing though is ISIS did claim it. Yes. Now, I read an interesting thing about it by a proper counter-terror research person. Mm. Uh because I think uh, ISIS might have a bad rap for claiming things that they're not involved in. Well, yeah, I've seen a lot of people saying that as well. But uh, apparently it's not actually true. Yeah. They, ge- they generally only claim things that they do have some involvement in. I think Al-Qaeda might have had a bit of a – might have been a bit keen on claiming things. Um, but I mean ISIS are in trouble at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, so <sighs> this thing – this report sort of put forward a couple of theories, one of which is that they might have just m- made a mistake – that's like, hey, nobody's perfect. Yeah, you got a lot of arms going. Hmm. Was that one of us? Yeah, I think so. All claim it. Yeah. Oh, shit, sorry, that wasn't. Well, because also you've got this thing where on the news it's saying, oh, it's ISIS. Hmm. Some ISIS guy's like, it's been, was this us? Hmm. It's been reported that it was us. They've sent it back. They've put it out. Now, people are like, well, ISIS said it was them. We know it wasn't ISIS. But ISIS hasn't put out a correction. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it was ISIS. Mm. It's like they're not going to put out a correction. Yeah. yeah. No, that mass killing wasn't us. Yeah. But also when ISIS say that they did something, it's like maybe 1% for us, for our benefit, to be like, oh, no, nowhere's safe. They're taking, they're making all of these, you know, places that are part of, everyday Western life, you mm. know, going to a concert, going to the movies, going to whatever, just being able to go to the mall unmolested. Mm. That You know, they're encroaching on all of that. Like 1% of that is for us and 99% is for like, psychos who are off their nut on speed <laughs> in the Middle East fighting the actual war. <laughs> See, am I remembering wrong, but was the Lint Cafe thing in Sydney – he put up ISIS flags in the window, but did they not come out and go, no, nah, he's not affiliated with us? Yeah. So he wanted to be, I think. Yeah. He was kind of like an Oswald situation where he just wanted to find a posse. Oh, no, he's fucking way too cooked to be an ISIS. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> I, th- I don't know if this came out in the, the report or if this is just my cooked theory. Mm. I think the, the thinking is that he was going to Channel 7 yeah. with the gun when he got waylaid yeah like he saw the cops and he freaked out and he went into the cafe and then it all just 
proceeded from there. Yeah. Because he had a massive vendetta against Channel 7. Yeah. Because he called Channel 7's newsroom or something, right, once he was in there. Yeah. yeah. But he'd, like, he'd been on Channel 7 before and he f- felt he'd gotten a bad rap. It's like, well, and also, I mean, he was probably going to be going to jail shortly because he had all of these charges against him anyway. So I watched David Icke. Oh, really? Yeah, it turns out he's got a bit of a YouTube channel uh, where he does sort of long-form chats about what's going on in the world. Right. Mm. And he is saying that nothing has unraveled quickly as the official narrative. He was like the quickest anything's ever unraveled, which yeah. is kind of the theme that – um. Alex Jones and co have been going with. We're just tearing down the official narrative. Uh, there still is not really an official narrative at this point. No. So there's nothing to be torn down. Well, they, yeah, they still don't know why yeah. he did it. Um, but he's going on about citizen journalists. He's talking about Laura Loomer who works for InfoWars. Um, famous fraud Laura Loomer yeah. who's um, been caught out lying numerous times. Yeah. And she's just been going and harassing people and then like presenting garbage information as some sort of – Oh, look, he ordered a fucking two meals at room service. It's definite evidence there's a big cover-up going on. Is Laura Luma the one that said that uh, her tyres had been slashed? Yeah. And then some guy was like looking at the photos like, your tyres are in really bad shape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the, you're, you're, <laughs> you're driving on your rims basically. Yeah, like my tyres the other week. Yeah. I could have been like someone slashed my tyres. No, I just wore them down to canvas. <laughs> um, she, she used to work for Project Veritas, the famous uh, – so it's a right-wing uh, – I think it's funded by like the Trump campaign were involved with them. They gave them some money mm. where like they selected – they've been caught selectively editing videos and then presenting it as completely different evidence. So she yeah. was part of that. So she's a, a bit of a huckster. Um, it was like they'd go to like uh, Planned Parenthood offices and like try and – like propose some sort of criminal enterprise with the people behind the reception desk. Yeah. And then like I think there was even ones where they're like they get they were going along with it because they're like, I'm gonna call the police yeah. the minute you step <laughs> out of here. I'm not gonna be part of some fucking baby selling operation. So yeah, she she's been doing stuff with InfoWars and David Ike has uh praised her work. Um and then he goes on to talk about Jesus Campos, the security guard. Yeah. Whose story has changed a few times. Well, his story hasn't changed, just what happened. Yeah, yeah, sorry. The, the story has changed. Yeah. So we didn't actually talk about what happened. So Stephen Paddock has gone to the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's taken a whole bunch of artillery up to his room on the 32nd floor. Yep, 23 guns. Remember these numbers. Set up surveillance uh, cameras in the hallway so he can see people coming. Mm. I think he jammed shut a bunch of the doors on the floor so people couldn't come up like the like the stairwell mm. and onto the floor. And then he's gone into the room, he's smashed out a window and he's you know, he started opening fire. Two windows. Two windows. Yeah, two windows. He started opening fire on people down in the country music festival. Mm. And then he started shooting at jet fuel tanks yeah. as well. Yeah, which is kind of no one's really sure if he was doing that intentionally or just because he was just spraying bullets. Mm. Um, it's so also people say how, like, with no combat training, again, how could someone cause so much damage? It's like he's literally just firing willy nilly into a crowd at a festival crowd. Yeah, yeah down big, on a crowd, big, which yeah. twenty two thousand people. Yeah, which is fenced in so people cannot get out. Yeah. Uh, at some point, while all of this is happening, a security guard is in the hallway. Mm. Uh, he, I think he tried to come 
up the stairs or he discovered that the uh, the door had been locked mm. uh, and he called for a, for a maintenance worker to come up. Uh, and at some point during that, Stephen Paddock has come out and shot him. I think uh, non, it wasn't fatally at all. It was like just in, in the leg. Just in the leg. Uh, he's like gotten behind something. Mm. The maintenance guy's come out. Uh, Campos has told him to take cover. Uh, and saved his life. And then it's not clear at what point in while all of this is going on, though, that uh, he did it, that this has happened. It could yeah. have been before he started shooting, could have been after. It's pretty inconsequential anyway, right? Mm. Um, so David Ike and a lot of other people were questioning, it's like, how come this guy is not doing any interviews? Because he kind of disappeared. Yeah. I think he kind of hit out and I think I got the sense he's quite shy and doesn't want to be interviewed yeah. about a mass murder because he's a security guard. Yeah. Um, also, he got shot. He also got shot, yeah. And he got shot during the worst mass shooting in American history. Well, I don't really want to be. recent American In recent history. American, sorry. Um, let's, tr- let's be a little woke, shall we? Sorry, sorry, Cam. I apologise to Native American listeners. Well, it is like the worst mass shooting by like one person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In one go. Yeah. But so he was scheduled to do a whole bunch of interviews with like Fox News and stuff. Hmm. And then I think the casino were like, oh, we probably don't want him doing that. Yeah. Because I'm sure they have good reasons because someone just killed a whole bunch of people from their casino and they don't want someone with no, no media training. Yeah, it um, seemed like. Because like people want him questioned. Hmm. So David Icke was like, you know, it's cr- crucial that we need him, we question him hard and because he, hmm. he went on the Allen show. Yeah. The only interview he's done is Alan Church. It's like, it's softball questions. We need him question hard. Mm. It's like, do we? Yeah, and I think this is where his employers have really had his back. Yeah. Because they, I think, they orchestrated that he would go on the Ellen show and only the Ellen show. Yeah. And I think, yeah, sure, I'm sure there's like a self-interest thing where they're like, well, we don't want some r- random employee with no media training Yeah, just talking willy-nilly. Yeah. But equally, it's like this guy, like there's some fucking crazy people out there who want to. Well, everyone can. Uh, so I think it's supposed to go on Hannity, who is, you know, buys into a lot of these conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. even if he doesn't outwardly say it. So, yeah, it's, you, you don't want to put someone in that situation. No. I What I've noticed about this is that there's more mainstream questioning of the narrative than yep. anything ever before. Yeah, but and is, that, is that just because the narrative isn't really clear yet. Um, his history is a little bit fuzzy. But, I mean, I get the sense of Las Vegas security and, and someone like Mandalay are so, like, paranoid and they've got a lot of money that they don't want any information getting out there because someone used one of their bedrooms to store a whole lot of guns and then shoot a whole lot of people. Um, and that's another one people saying, why aren't we seeing footage? There's so many cameras in Las Vegas. Do you think Mandalay Bay are releasing their footage just for you? Like um, like people like Ann Coulter are coming out and saying this was an inside job. Yeah, she's pretty cooked though. Yeah, but no, but she's like a mainstream, but she's like an yeah. Andrew Bolt. Like, I, a, like if Andrew Bolt came out and said Martin Bryant was a false flag, yeah, the, this is the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Part of the uh, idea I think is that uh, they're like they're covering up that it was ISIS. Yeah. So there's the FBI theory the mm. or the drug running theory is that his dodgy background, he owns two planes um, and then he's got all these guns whereas no like 
no reason for him to have these guns and he's never expressed information and interest in guns. Yeah, which is not true. Apparently he's a massive gun nut. Yeah, yeah. Um, like he, he had like a huge – I think he's like uh, his Australian brother-in-law or something. I don't know this one. There's some, there's some guy from Brisbane who has some sort of connection yeah. and did an interview where he's like, I went to his house and he showed me his vault full of guns. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's weird. I didn't really pick you as that sort of person, but, you know, fair enough. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's so vague and ambiguous. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you know, he just he just had a bunch of guns. He kept them locked up in a gun safe. Um. So the theory is that there was a, a deal with ISIS. Mm. I'm not sure how they, I guess, because they claim responsibility. But yeah. There was a, a deal with ISIS who have clearly taken the what happens in Vegas yep. slogan seriously. <laughs> They're like, well, this is the perfect place to do it. Um, As ISIS, you know, we yeah. love we love Vice. Yeah. <laughs> so we can we can roll in some fucking high rolling ones. Well, there's here. a massive festival going on mm. and do it in one of the most opulent places. Not opulent, but one of the most famous places. Mm. Um, and he so Stephen Paddock was allegedly working with the FBI. Uh, ISIS twigged, deal goes tits up, they shoot him. For some reason then they shoot everyone in the – Yeah. they use some of the guns to then shoot the crowd. To cover up their one murder. Yeah, and then escape. Mm. Um, and escape off the roof somehow. Yeah. Not really clear. Uh, so, yeah, so that's quite a like – not a – Leading theory, but I've seen it being kicked around a lot. Yeah, that's up there. Or that, and I was, think or just that he was involved in some sort of random gun deal. Yeah, um, and one of the sort of parts of that is, and we haven't really talked about multiple shooters, where people are convinced there's multiple shooters, mm. and there's like footage from a taxi where you can hear like gunshots kind of going simultaneously. I'm assuming it's echoing around, ricocheting. Yeah, it's um, a very echoey area, yeah. and like a lot of other people saying they've seen other shooters around the the city. Um, which is slightly different theory. Is just they staged a lot of other areas where there's shootings, but for some reason, like it's not clear why, or there's no footage of that. Just people, I think people saw people panicking and running. Went, oh no, there's shooters everywhere. Yeah, and then it's been extrapolated. Yeah, to, like in the first however x minutes of it. Yeah, there was people saying there's a shooter in this casino and this casino yeah, and this yeah. casino, and then it's like, and no one's talking about those shooters. Yeah. What's going on? It's like because they never existed. Yeah. There's not actually a shooter there. Yeah. That's why no one's talking about it. But yeah, I think the other ISIS cover-up theory is that ISIS have done this mm. as a classic bit of, you know, ISIS gear. Yeah. And then that would be too beneficial to the to Trump because imagine the hay that Trump could make from this. So, of course, Donald Trump, who's our mate, isn't like all of the others doing a false flag on us. This is the deep state are covering up that ISIS did this because imagine how much Donald Trump could make happen. Who He hasn't been able to get anything passed so far. Mm. This would give him you know, everything he needed. His Reichstag fire. Yeah. But the deep state of, you know, just gone in, poured cold water all over it. Those tricksy deep state. Just the like the concept that uh, – so there was the idea that like a bunch of little kids would be enough. That, like, you know – Mm. that'll do it. I saw with like Pulse, uh, like Alex Jones's idea was that, uh, all right, this is what they're going to use to bring in all these anti-hate laws, mm. which again didn't happen. Mm. Now this is like, they're like, it didn't work with the kids. What if we shot like a bunch of, you know, gun-loving Republican people? Ah, yep. And then they're like, oh, now it's the wars come home. Mm. 
now we've got to do something and you're not going to see anything done. They they have talked about banning bump stocks. Yeah. Which, so uh, I guess that's sort of a, a little thing you can attach to your gun to make it fire more automatically because mm. automatic, fully automatic is banned. Yeah. So I think the NRA have said, yeah, maybe we'll look at doing that and support that. But I think they're just like, shit, we need to do something. Yeah. So we'll just give them this little token. Wouldn't of, sales of bump stocks skyrocket? Yeah. Sales of guns have skyrocketed. Yeah, gun rockets, sales of skyrocketed, bump stocks, sales of skyrocketed. After all of these things, yeah. gun prices go up. If you wanted to say there was a conspiracy and you're going to do the classic follow the money technique. Yeah. <laughs> so the Boston bombing, what was that trying to take away? Pressure cookers? Like backpacks? But like Maybe. It's one of the... Boston bombing is one where it's like, well, there's nothing. Oh, no, that was getting us ready for the police state. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Idiot. Should have known. <laughs> there, there is a theory about the bump stocks. Mm. I saw this is like the stupidest theory you could get. Maybe. I don't know. Actually, let's not oversell it. Yeah, I've got a few more up my sleeve here. Uh, someone was like, you know, this guy is 60-something years old. He's out of, out of shape. He can't have an automatic weapon, obviously, because the – Liberals won't let us have them. We're expected to believe he had the dexterity to keep firing. It's like, well, firstly, I don't think it's that taxing yeah. to keep firing. But he had a bump stock, which means you don't have to keep firing because it sort of it resets the yeah, thing yeah. by the recoil of the gun. Yeah. So it's also 64 is not that old. Yeah. I know many sprightly 64-year-olds. Um, so in the comments of the David Icke thing, someone called Lenny Henry commented, and their little picture was of the comedian Lenny Henry. And I thought, it's not going to be the comedian Lenny Henry. But... Where are you going with this? In, in classic observational comedy humour, he points out there's a Russian doll behind David Icke. Yeah. Uh, and Lenny Henry says, I never liked those things. They're so full of themselves. Oh, it was Lenny Henry. Definitely Lenny Henry, star of hit uh, comedy chef. So there you go. Uh, also in the comments, uh, someone's pointing out the number of tens in this in this whole scenario, yeah. So happened on October tenth. Um, oh, sorry, first of sorry, first of October. Yep. Which is ten reverse yep. 01, and then right. October is the tenth month. Uh, Twenty seventeen adds up to ten. Yep. Route ninety one is where Las Vegas is. Mm-hmm. Adds up to ten. Yep. Uh, mainstream media only showed one gun with the exhibit number of nineteen. Yep. Adds up to ten. Shooter was he was sixty four years old. Yep. Guess how many suitcases he had? Ten. Ten. Uh, also on the numerology world. Um, well, I've got bad news for them. Ten doesn't. Ten's Jack. Yeah, ten. that that was the weirdest thing for me. Ten. I don't. They didn't say what ten meant. Well, if you go off the Pythagorean or off the other one, there's no ten. You can just go back to one. Yeah. Uh, so the other numerology it ends at nine or eight. Yeah. Maybe there's like thirty-three instances of one or ten. <laughs> uh, so thirty-two. What does thirty-two represent? That's a thing. That's the Masonic number, isn't it? No, thirty-two is basically pretty much close enough to thirty-three that it counts. Um, so he was in he was in <laughs> number thirty-two, um, right. and his brother's address is three hundred and twenty, and there's a few other thirty-twos around as well. Yeah. Um, someone also pointed out there's a lot of leavens in numerology. Um, so October 1 is 11, 10 plus 1. Yep, sure. Um, 9-11 looks like an 11. Uh, ISIS founded was on, on the founded on the 29th of August, so 29 is 11. Uh, and then I had the thought of like with so many 11s, how come? <laughs> what is this? That 11's like just 10 plus 1. Yeah. 
Um, and then I was like, well, then it's nine eleven. How come the eleven's already taken up, and then like the nine doesn't add up? And then I added nine plus one plus one, eleven. Uh, again, that's not really clear what that meant, but yeah. So there's a few numerology things in this one. There's, there's also a big thing. So the, there's a theory that the overall idea here is to not just take our guns, but to put fucking security, like uh, metal detectors in every hotel. Yeah. And I'd seen this like presented as if, of course. Yeah. And it makes sense. And I think there was something where they're like, oh, some guy who owns stock in or who's like a major investor in some scanning company yeah. is involved somehow. But then you find out where it starts. It started on 4chan yeah. like back in August. Yeah. Like some rando posted, stay away from Las Vegas next week. Yeah. Um, but then Trump, the person they named in that in that mm. 4chan post, this person that must be a heavy investor or whatever, mm. I think Trump actually met with him yeah. after this thing. So that's just a little bit sus. Don't meet with that guy that's named a conspiracy Trump. I know you read 4chan. Yeah. There's also... Uh, there's a crisis, I think crisis actor people, when they're putting up their ads, mm. they need to be like, all right, we're going to call them something else. <laughs> we need to come up with a new name for this. But uh, there was a Craigslist ad for crisis actors. Like The way it's framed is as if it was just before this happened. Mm. It was actually, it was months ago. And they're like, and now the ads disappeared. It's like, well, it's because Craigslist ads disappear yeah. after 40 <laughs> days or something. That's actually one of the things that Alex Jones is going on about that apparently Antifa have said that they're going to start chaos from October. Right. And he says something big is going to happen on November 1st or November 4th. I can't remember what. Maybe it's Guy Fawkes. Maybe he's getting confused with Guy Fawkes mm-hmm. November 4th. You guys don't have that in the country, this country, do you? No. Kiwis, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Wait, why do Kiwis have Guy Fawkes? Yeah, why are you appropriating? I have no idea, but we have it. You're just like, oh, we've got all these fireworks. We're too dumb to make them illegal. Yeah. Oh, I think they might be tightened now, but man, fireworks when we were kids. (sighs) Free for all. Uh, Yeah, the other thing with Alex Jones and like all of these people sending him the the messages about what's really going on. So I said before about how there's so much disinfo. Mm. I think people like they're having making their merry fun with the normies. But also, like, Alex Jones, it's it's funny to them to send him stuff and be like, I'm from the FBI. Oh, d- people are definitely sending him shit, like, yeah. That would be the funniest troll yeah. to do because he cares so much. Yeah. So I, I reckon his inside sources are people trolling him. Yeah. Um, for the most part, or he's making them up. Yeah. Because they... Hear him talk about these things, it's like, there's no way these people exist. They're saying exactly what you want people to say. I think the starting point of it is trolling and then he doesn't remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I watched this other guy's YouTube channel, uh, AMTV. I'm not sure what this uh, – a lot of conspiracy stuff and then a lot of uh, preaching. You have like, you know, one, one hour long why Jesus needs you amongst all these conspiracy ones. Yeah. Um, he reckons that his brother, Stephen Paddock's brother, confirmed that it was MK Ultra. Mm. And he shows a clip of his brother saying, it can't have been my brother. It's like he had a um, a bug from Men in Black. You know, the little bug has his, has his skin on and was doing it. It wasn't actually him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but this guy doing the, the YouTube channel was saying that he, he read it. We heard that as saying that there's a bug implanted. Yeah. It must have been an MK Ultra thing. And his brothers confirmed there's MK Ultra just like a Men in Black to get something implanted on him. Yeah. So you've missed 
Yeah, you, you need just to heard. Watch, you need to go watch Men in Black again. Yeah. And you need to rewatch what the brother said because he didn't say that at all. Yeah. I um I did watch someone who was rewatching what the brother was saying quite a bit. Mm. There's some fucking cooked body language <laughs> yeah. uh, YouTube channels where I'm fairly sure that proper body language analysis doesn't involve watching a YouTube video of at a TV interview and then like pausing it constantly yeah. and being like, look, their hand has moved over here. That means that they're lying. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, guy also said that this is the perfect example of uh, someone flipping and cutting a deal. Uh, so he thinks he was FBI um, and he said, you know, because of his dad's involvement with the FBI, the fact that the FBI had him on his most wanted list for ages, um, it meant that they, you know, they got to him early. He was like between the ages of 7 and 15 when this was going down. Yeah. So this guy's theory is like he's been in the FBI since then and yeah. he finally flipped and couldn't cut a deal. It's like this little seven-year-old special agent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Banks. Um, the only other thing I saw was some lady, she had a video titled Julian Assange is back turns light on the Vegas massacre. Jesus Campos, spelt wrong, does Hollywood. Uh, and I watched the video and the first four minutes and 30 seconds – where it was that song by Everlast. I can't remember the name of the song, but remember Everlast, the guy from House of Pain? Yeah. Had a, a big hit song. No, I don't. You'd know it if you heard it. You're like, oh, that song. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, and it was just like her filming the computer while this Everlast song was playing like on a boombox in the background for like four minutes, 20 seconds, and then she gets into the into this news. And I'm like, why was that the – I don't understand why that was part of it. Looked at the name of the uh, channel. Rockin' News. Oh. <laughs> Just keeping on brand. Uh, speaking of crisis actors. Yes. So I said, there's a few weird things with crisis actors with this. Uh, firstly, because of the people that were killed, you've sort of got a situation where it's feasible that some of these cooked people making videos might know someone who was there or uh, like know someone who knows someone who knows someone. Whereas, like, they're not complete. They're not going to be completely divorced from it. I did see that with a couple of uh, things where some guys like, look. Normally, I'd say, yep, hundred percent crisis actors, but like my cousin's friend was there, and so then they're like, there were crisis actors to like fill out the crowd or something, <laughs> right? And so these crisis actors have been tricked into going to this thing, and now they've been killed for real. So the crisis actors were tricked. Yeah, crisis actors have thought, oh, we're just doing a fake crisis, but they've actually been killed. <sighs> Poor bugger's just trying to earn a wage. Now, are these are the crisis actors who do just reenactments or are they the actual nefarious crisis actors that stage Well, things? I think maybe they thought they were going to be staging something. Yeah. And then they're like, nah, this is it. This is real. There are also some big names. Uh, if I think if I was doing this crisis acting thing, mm. I would say let's get – some nobodies. Yeah. If you've got like more than three things on your IMDb, yeah. you can't be part of this because people will put it together. But I guess they're hard up for actors or mm. they're like, we need to get the best. So there's some site that uh, like picks out all the Hollywood actors that are involved with these things. I think Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is playing a doctor. Yep. Uh, in, the, in this current one. In Sandy Hook. I don't think I wrote the name down on the website, unfortunately. Uh, but in Sandy Hook, that's a very um, earlobe-based uh, idea on on Harrison Ford, isn't it? Uh, the Doctor kind of looks a little bit like Harrison Ford, a little bit. 
Um, but the but photo definitely in the earlobes. What's interesting? Yeah, he's, he's actually in the photo. He's got he's enlarged Harrison Ford's earlobes to show. What's interesting though, the photo this guy's used of Harrison Ford is like it doesn't look like a Harrison Ford photo. Like you can see it's Harrison Ford, but he doesn't look classically Harrison Ford. Mm. When you compare it to the Doctor. Like you could get so many other photos of Harrison Ford that look a lot more like that doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Not just this random scruffy photo of Harrison Ford. There's also, is it a that recent a photo of Harrison Ford? Uh, yeah. Also, who are you calling scruffy looking? You can I see s- you can get Harrison Ford looking more like Harrison Ford than he actually looks there. Yeah. Don't think that guy looks fucking a bit like Harrison Ford. <laughs> I saw, um, there was also a guy, the sheriff, the Las Vegas sheriff, mm. and uh, they put it on some guy who... I, he had a lot of credits, but uh, one of them was Goodfellas. Right. So there was like a vague resemblance. Yeah. But the commentary attached was like, oh, I guess we know what this guy's been up to. It's like I looked at his IMDb and he's just been working constantly <laughs> for decades. Right. Like he's never been wanting for work so much that he's like, I need to be complicit in taking away everyone's guns. Unlike famously failed actor Harrison Ford. Can yeah. I just point that out? Like that picture mm. – is the are they basing it on his ears? Yeah. Okay, so this guy looks nothing like Harrison Ford, right? I think there's a resemblance, no, but I wouldn't. You're absolutely incorrect. Like if you're sta- sitting around <laughs> the family table, and you're like, hey, how do you, hey, do you think Dad looks kind of like Harrison Ford? No, not in the slightest. Not in the slightest. So which fucking cooked unit has gone? Maybe just Goldblum. Seen that guy on the screen and gone. Well, that guy's ears look so much like Harrison Ford's ears. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what Harrison Ford's ears look like so much? And you know what? Looking at their ears side by side, they don't even look alike either. I think the ears are the least thing about it. They, No, like, oh, fuck, no, there's not a match at all. He's getting steamed. I am. This guy's earlobes, like, attach really low to his face. Harrison Ford has big dangly earlobes. Nothing. There's nothing similar about those two guys. Get it away from me. <laughs> uh, we'll put the picture up on our Facebook when this goes up, just so you can uh, be the judge. Yeah. Uh, this website also claims that Tony Hawk was one of the Sandy Hook dads as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, yep. Right. I watched the movie uh, Lords of Dogtown. Oh yeah. On my flight back to Australia. Yeah. And I thought it was funny that there was one point where Tony Hawk played an astronaut. Yeah. And he like jumps at a skateboard and goes, wee, and falls off. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, ah, you can skate. (laughs) Yeah. You're very good at skateboarding. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Apparently very good at acting. Mm, He is very good at acting. Yeah, that's good. Do we have anything else? Not really. Mm. I think like Sandy Hook, from what I've seen, there are loads of other small details that people are like, Oh my god! Look at this. Yeah, we totally missed stuff from our Sandy Hook thing. But there's so nobody much. at us about how the FBI's end of uh, 2012 crime report didn't include or the, zero, the <laughs> those the, murders in their list, or the fact that nine of the families involved did their houses said they were bought on Christmas Day for zero dollars. Hmm. <laughs> We've looked at them. There's nothing to it. Yeah, or that like Facebook pages were set up before it happened. Yeah, it's like the oh, the worst thing with some of these things is that so many of the things are like really clumsy mistakes to make. Yeah. It's like, oh, they set up the Sandy Hook Memorial page a year before yeah. they did the murders. Like what? Why would they even set up why a page? Would they, why would yeah. they do that? Wouldn't That would be a thing where you're like, we are abort mission. Yeah, yeah. 
Shit. <laughs> what, you bought the domain when? So on the Las Vegas one, yeah. because we don't know anything like any of the real story, mm. I'm not sure. I don't know. Like with, don't it, with this guy. I'm not sure we're ever going to know the real story though. Yeah. Because unless like they've gotten it onto his computer and he's got some sort of manifesto, mm. I think if I think if they dialed up his computer and there was a manifesto there, we would have heard about it by now. Yeah, because it's like it's not like there's anything really to protect. There was all like the news was saying. There's a note on the table. You can see there's a note on the uh, table. Oh yeah, that must be his suicide letter. But it just had some numbers written on it. Or yeah, first. They thought it was One, calculations of distance or some shit. Yeah, and then they changed their tune oh, no. on that. Yeah, that's uh, no, I think that's what it was. No, I think they changed that to then it was like phone numbers or something. Oh, right. Um, oh, one thing that uh, Alex Jones solved was he ordered Pepsi when he ordered room service. Yeah. Definitely a Democrat. Republicans don't drink Pepsi. Yeah. It's a Democrat drink. Although generally most places only have... One or t'other. Yeah. Yeah. That's the second time we've used that in the podcast. Oh, this, this episode? No, ever. Oh, okay. I remember we chuckled at it the first time you said it. One or t'other? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good saying. Uh, I think this is going to be like, so you had Sandy Hook, which was meaningless, but there probably was some meaning there. It's just on a level we couldn't comprehend because mm. we're not completely nuts. Mm. I think this will just be a thing where... He wanted to kill a bunch of people. So if there's any one... And it's like there are mass shootings in America all the time. If there's anyone that could be a government spook, mm. this is my, my curveball in this, Stephen Paddock would probably fit the bill in terms of... There's not much about him online. Mm. We're not much about him anywhere. Well, worked, he's like a 64-year-old guy. Worked as a contractor for the Defence Department in Lockheed Martin yep. in accounting bit of a, you know, a nothing job or is it? Uh, a lot of guns, no real manifesto, had a couple of planes, allegedly travelled lots because he liked to gamble. Sounds like a spook to me. Yeah. What I would say is you've got a guy, he's quite old, he's spending money recklessly. Mm-hmm. Maybe he uh, knew that he didn't have long left, mm-hmm. has worked in violent industries. Most of his life. Accounting. Has a the defence industry. <laughs> has worked in the violence industries most most of his life in a boring job yeah. where you have a lot of time to think about how you want to kill someone for taking your pen. Yeah. Uh, has had a bad upbringing. Yeah. Like his dad was on the FBI most wanted list. So he's had violence throughout his life. Mm. Does have a lot of guns. There's... Some suggestion that he had planned to do this earlier. Mm. So there's an, there was another incident where – or not an incident, there was another uh, time when he'd booked into a hotel that was overlooking another music festival. I think Lollapalooza. Yeah. Well, there was Lollapalooza and then there was one other one. Ah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, of course that could just be a thing where there's festivals happening and hotels overlook them. Mm. Mm. Uh but I've got a feeling it's just going to be maybe he was dying and mm. he was like, this is how I want to go out rather than just after my boring life of accounting. I want to stick it to my FBI handlers just before I go. <laughs> uh, you agree with me? It's good. But also um, besides just going back to the very start, besides the disinfo from 4chan trolls and stuff, mm. 
not to go completely robo, but uh, there could be disinfo from, you know, uh, state actors for whatever reason mm. being put out there. That's not the kind of thing I'd say. What if I said that state was Russia? Oh, amen, amen. <laughs> so um, that's being suggested a bit as well. Yeah. Some of the just some of the confusion is being played up, but for what? To what end? Chaos. Yeah, it's the Russian Russian bloody mo. Mm. Anything else to add? So did you any any nah. chip on the? Nah, I think he was just a fucking old bloke who'd had it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we need to talk about this at some point. But there, are, like, it's I think it's established that. The Russian, or there are Russian like troll farms. Yeah, yeah we discussed that on our, on the show. Well, we've discussed your craziness. <laughs> I think there's actually legit journalism that. Yeah, no, we've discussed that, haven't we? No, sure, we have. I think so. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I think, think it's come up. Have. You've probably just yeah. discussed it with everyone. You've down a Robo pub talk. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a segment when you should think about. But yeah. there's like there's things where it's clearly non-Americans posting all at once about yeah, yeah. like some sort of uh, I think there was one where there was a, a chemical leak yeah. where there's all these posts about it where as far looking at the tweets you'd be like this actually happened and never happened and yeah. the tweets are clearly not from the United States or maybe not so clearly mm. but anyway a lot of moving parts yes so maybe we'll see maybe we'll find out what happened maybe you will have a manifesto maybe, somewhere. maybe we need to revisit this or maybe we'll have to revisit it yeah um any housekeeping jfk documents are going to be released this week yeah Ooh. thankfully president trump has uh, oh, generously yeah. offered to release them uh so people that have missed the news donald trump came out and said i'm going to be releasing the documents which isn't really true he's just not going to not really stop them being released yeah um but roger stone's been doing a lot of interviews Saying that this proves that Trump is pushing back against the deep state. Yeah. Um, and I, mean, I think, again, back to my theory that the CIA just fucked up and they don't want anyone to know. Yeah. It's their fault the president died. So there was, there was some suggestion that uh, they'd, they would block the release mm. because there would be stuff in them from more recently that would reveal uh, oh. like modern intelligence stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, I just shrugged. Mm. Doesn't yeah. help mm. on, the, on the audio. I mean, I uh, guess, I guess, come next week, we'll find out. We might find a little bit. There's 30,000 30, documents. Yeah, and we've already heard that like a uh, huge amounts of documents about Oswald are, are missing. Yeah, yeah. Well, let, let's. I think whatever happens, it'll in some way confirm the theories that there's a conspiracy. Mm. Whatever that is. Is there anything else happening? Nah, not really. That's the big one. It's just been. It's been. It has been a long one. Mm. I watched a PK video about Sandy Hook, and then I was like, oh, "I wonder what he's doing." But I couldn't be fucked looking him up, and I got angry enough listening to his voice on that video that I was like, "I did take care." I did see he had commented on the Las Vegas thing. They'd done like a a chat with you know the four of them. I didn't watch it. Yeah. I just saw it come up on my my recommended videos. Yeah. I thought we didn't had some sort of agreement that we wouldn't watch them, but anyway. I mean, I didn't because it was on my recommended videos. Well, Salty. I watched an old one of his for uh, this. Got you on a technicality cam. Where, if people want to find us and look at some sick memes and some bants on mm-hmm. the internet, where do they go? Hypotheticalinstitute.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Hypothepod and the Hypothetical Institute on Facebook and iTunes where you can leave us a review. 
And on Facebook, you can leave us a heart react. Heart reacts only, please. Please. Um, unless Robbo posts a thing where he's like, likes for this one, laugh reacts for this one. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. it's a scientific poll and you should not pollute it with heart reacts. No, oh, I think oh, no, I'm going to ask for heart reacts for one. All right. We'll see, though. Polls incoming. Mm. Uh, you can find me at Ale of a Time and Ale of a Time.com everywhere on the internet. At Saltmarsh on Twitter for me, Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration on Facebook. And at Sexenheimer on Twitter for me, although I've got my account locked down at the moment. So you can, if you want to request to follow me, you may do so. <laughs> and I will decide whether to accept that request. Uh, no spooks allowed. Huh? <laughs> and you can find me uh, on Gather Around Me on Facebook and iTunes for my other podcast. Toe Hider new th- album is out now. Yes, it's called Good. Good. Check Good. it out on Spotify. Buy it on Bandcamp. Cool. Does he get money if it's on? You play it on Spotify? Not much, eh? Not much. Buy it on Bandcamp. A few cents, though. I mm. think it's point something of a cent per play. Oh, yeah. It all works out. All right, guys. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.